Awesome. Okay. So I, I think the difference between theater companies that are dedicated to producing socially relevant theater mm-hmm. versus Oracle, which is dedicated to sparking social discourse, mm-hmm. is our shows aren't just, oh, race is an issue. Let's do a show that is vaguely related to race. Right. Or, and, and like certainly not to say, not to speak ill of other theater companies in Chicago. There Absolutely. are some amazing theater companies in the city that do exactly the kind of work I just mm-hmm. described. But I think what we're dedicated to doing is... Um, Specifically doing plays where people are going to leave the theater and want to talk about what they saw. That's right. Um, and that's that's really unique, I think. No, it definitely is. I, I think my only other experience um, with theater in Chicago that made me do that, I mean, because I... So, I'm a different kind of sort of person, you know. I, um, I see a piece of art, um, and whether that piece of art be something like a, a trashy B-horror film, you know, or whether that piece of art be something like an amazing, you know, public theatrical production put on by the Oracle, um, I want to go and talk about it. I want to write about it because I'm, I'm pulled in those directions. Um, but I think you're absolutely right. Like, it takes um, a kind of conscious, like, driven project to spark discourse and to try to foster discourse and support it. Um, and I think my only other experience with um, a company that produced something that made me um, really, really, really take notice um, was Straw Dog. Mm-hmm. I saw Miss Marks by Straw Dog. And, um, and that, that was a particular piece of theater that really moved me. What I will say about that particular piece of theater is for me plus one, I paid $62. Um, to see it. Um, and that was because it was a small house and um, there, there's amazing talent and that operation, um, see, like, it sells tickets, right? In order to facilitate, you know, um, its ability to put those things on. And I don't have to do that with Oracle. Mm-hmm. And I can see the same caliber of theatrical production and the motivations and the I don't know the the oomph, the chutzpah um, yeah. behind the the theatrical performance um, moves me in a different way, you know. And so um, again, like I love Straw Dog. I I love I can only afford to see a play once a year um, by them, yeah. you know. Um, whereas I can I can budget and give to Oracle and see the Oracle free all the time. Um, and so I do think that's right. I think that there's something about a public works project Mm -hmm. that is geared toward the arts more broadly. Um, We're talking a lot about theater right now, and um, I I think that we should be, because I think that theater is something that's very neglected um, in especially like younger communities, um, Mm -hmm. and and it really shouldn't be neglected. and certainly shouldn't be like written off as just some like petit bourgeois like you know construct because um, it's it's not just that, but there is something very important about the role that Oracle plays in um, that theatrical art scene in Chicago and the fact that it's public, mm-hmm. um, the fact that the community supports it, mm-hmm. um, and so that again like driving that home I think is is incredible. Um, do you want to jump in? I have some more things that are gonna. Um, that's the main question. I mean, Brett has put a lot more preparation into the questions than I have, so I apologize. But um, that was the main question that I wanted to ask, uh, yeah. just for all the reasons you would assume, because mm-hmm. it's. And I'm, I apologize for having to go down and let Brian in as soon as I ask it, yeah. too. I, no, you're, it's recorded. Um, yeah, right, yeah, I'll hear that. I figured, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll hear the answer, so I'm not being that rude. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, I guess for you as an outreach coordinator, um, that that's the main question that would come out for me because once again, I mean, like the nature of the productions, the nature of the project. It's it, it it it's not like it is at places like Straw Dog, I'd imagine, where it's like you know just you know you have like interns hired to sit around tables and just call through your your subs I mean like maybe you do, but I'm, I'd, I'd imagine that there's there's part of uh, there's a lot more to it than that. I mean like how does it because it's grassroots theater? How does that, from your perspective, shape the outreach? I mean you mentioned some of it earlier with how it's um you know like and just some of the uniqueness of this, so yeah. I, I don't want you to have to repeat yourself. No, or no, not like, at all. I'd love to talk more about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the way the outreach program has worked up until recently, and we're currently, yeah. I don't want to say too much about where we're thinking of going, because mm-hmm. we're in the no, tender sure. brainstorming right. process. Sure. So it's, in the future, it will be very, very different from what I'm about to describe, and I don't know exactly how yet. <laughs> but what it has been up until now is I've run... I've basically, for the past two years, I've produced um, a season of shows totally separate from the main stage shows, totally different from what you've seen, mm-hmm. that have performed exclusively at um, retirement homes and hospitals around the city of Chicago. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. So, and they've all been, it's, so this program has, was called, is called something, um, the radio movement, because we've done it, um, radio plays, and what okay. we did is we took oh, cool. half hour long radio plays that were aired in the 30s, 40s, 50s. And staged them and oh my brought God, them I around, see these. Yeah, right? Too, <laughs> and then brought them around to retirement homes. Cool. And eventually, towards towards the end of maybe not even towards the end, throughout that time, we started reaching out to hospitals and were able to perform at the VA hospital and able to perform for mental health units and like some really amazing stuff that I was really that I am really proud of. Um, and I think that that portion of the program. And again, we're looking we're looking to. Instead of doing a whole nother season, we will probably go in the direction of bringing out other work that we've done, bringing out more of our political work, and less, like, feel-good radio work. Right, Um, right, Although there's a place for that, too. You never know. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think... So the the amazing thing to me about running the outreach program has just been... I don't know, the the access part of public access, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, absolutely money and capitalism are an accessibility issue, 100%. Yeah. And, exactly. and yeah. so mm-hmm. not being able to afford a ticket, like you said, yeah. means you don't see shows. That's exactly. the reason that mm-hmm. I don't see that many shows is because right. I, you, can't, sure. like, yeah. what? you can't afford them. Um, yeah. So, but taking it a step further, these are people, many of the people we perform for in the outreach program were physically unable to leave where they were living without help. Right. Um, and right. certainly couldn't, like, Absolutely. Like, even if they, like, had somebody whose job it was to help them go out and buy groceries, Mm -hmm. that person isn't available from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. on a Saturday night. That's Mm -hmm. not going to happen. So we were doing these performances, and for some of these people that we spoke to, we were the only show they saw the the whole year or for several months on on times that Mm -hmm. we were able, right? And these are people who grew up, and like you said, like, the younger generation doesn't really go to theater. These are people in their 60s and 70s and 80s. They remember the heyday of theater. Who miss it and love it and physically cannot go and see it even if they could afford it and some of them can yeah um so that was that was a really incredible experience being able Mm -hmm. and i think there will be more of that i don't know exactly what it looks like yet Mm -hmm. right um but that's that's the part of oracle that i've been working on that's awesome bringing theater to people Mm -hmm. i think that's Mm -hmm. absolutely um an intrinsic component of what public theater sure um, means um i can't help but think of like 
the like dramatizations of Cradle Will Rock, like yeah, while we're like right, having sure. this conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, are you familiar with this um, with this play with this film? Mm. Oh my god, it should be okay. I'm hesitant I'm, to admit that I'm not. Um, yeah, no, no, no. You're fine. Um, I'll loan it to you. It's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'd you love it. You have excellent, a DVD player, or I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, send yeah. you. I'll send you the link. Um, to give you a run about it, um, it's. It's actually based on a real play. Um, mm -hmm. It's based on a real play um, that wanted to kind of call um, the question on um, capitalism and depression and um, public works in the 1930s, right? Mm -hmm. The fellow who wrote it, Mark Blitzstein, was a member of the Communist Party at the time. Mm -hmm. It was the 1930s. And 36? Is that 36, what I believe. 30, 34, 36. Okay, cool. Um, and, I mean, it, it's brilliant. And it's it has... Um, a lot of, a lot of what we think of when we think of theater of the oppressed. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it was it was staged um, for for a proper stage, um, but it brought elements of real working people's plights to life. You know, it called out Mister Mister, um, who's basically the you know the head of Steel Town. Mm -hmm. um, it talked about police brutality and terror. It talked about union busting. Um, it mm -hmm. talked about like, you know, I mean, though I would take up issues with the way in which it deals with gender expressly, um, you know, that he was bringing up um, the fact that women were forced, women in the workforce were forced into sex work, were forced into prostitution, um, and then said, like, you know, everybody who's been selling out, as it were, um, to Mr. Mr., like, aren't they the real, quote-unquote, prostitutes? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I would... Obviously, we would have qualms with problematic language, um, but, but it was the 1930s, 1930s yeah. and what he was trying to do um, was actually say, like, you know, you have a lot to say about how these working women are, like, the blight of society, when actually we should be talking about really is the blight of society, and those are the priests, and those are the cops, <laughs> and those yeah. are, you know... Um, the people who are actually like servicing Mr. Mister and um, and big capital and big business and it was a really um, it was a really interesting play. It wasn't allowed to be performed um, mm -hmm. actually because of a union strike <laughs> that happened um, and uh, so that was that was kind of an interesting thing. But there are these adaptations of it because we saw a resurgence of interest in like what the '90s, the late '90s. Yeah. And people kind of going back to these ideas of, of public works projects, right? Um, and the result, really, if you think about the short-lived but large impact that public artworks projects had, like putting actors and set builders mm -hmm. and people back to work in union jobs, you know, mm -hmm. and just opening up their doors all across the country and making theater and musicals um, affordable, um, free, accessible. Um, it's really, it's an incredible, test, incredible testament um, to what actually can be, what can be done and what yeah. should be done. Um, but even more so, this piece pushed the envelope um, and really upset even the progressives, right, um, within these communities because it was actually calling for something like revolution, calling yeah. for, um, it, it was a propagandistic piece is, is what I'm getting at. Um, so yeah, I, I can't help but think about things like that yeah. when I think about the Oracle. Mm -hmm. um, I know like the first time we saw the mother, like, and you know, and I, I've seen it three times. Um, 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 I mean, I, I, I think I've seen it, no, I've seen the mother four times, 
And um, and I, I and I can't help but like if it gets restaged again, I'm gonna go again and again and again and again and again as many times as I possibly can. I'm gonna make sure that I actually see it this fucking time. Jesus yeah, Christ. I mean, yeah. that talk about a piece that I mean, I wanted to charge out of that theater, find a canister of gasoline, and burn down the McDonald's like mm-hmm. and the subway a- across the street. Mm-hmm. Um, then go for the cop car on Halstead, <laughs> yeah. and then go like, and I was just like, I am inspired yeah. by the staging and the interpretation um, that the oracle um, the oracle can do and I wonder if you would talk about maybe why this was an organization um, you know this, this collective of artists like why you were drawn to it and mm. if it was because of this kind of artistic direction and the kinds of experiences you know like yeah. this um you know, honestly, I wish I could. Okay. That's also a Max question. Oh, okay. Because he, he chose, as the artistic director, he chooses the season, and he okay. directed that show. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. So that's that's really, he could answer that so much better okay. than I could, because I really wasn't part of the impetus to choose it. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to, I'm trying to think of anything pithy that I can say, that yeah. I will say better, because okay. he'll say most of this better. He, ah. should, he should really answer that. Um, oh, about, I mean, I think... Part of the fascinating thing about The Mother for me, as somebody who wasn't directly involved with the production and like didn't direct it, wasn't in the room for rehearsals, is that there was this energy around it. Right. You know? Like we've we've never yeah. done a revival before. Yeah. And and the fact that like yes, the staging and like the staging was brilliant. Incredible. I mean, it was brilliant. It was amazing. It was genius. Um, and we were at workers' tables. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there. So people are. You're at eye level with the actors' feet for most of Right. Sure. Right. Right. Or, yeah. or, or, or they're under guess, you. Right. It was. Uh, it was incredible. Uh, um, the notes being passed. Right? You yeah, told me actually yeah. quite detailed. Oh, it was, so good. It was, it was one of the reasons why I kicked myself out of this. Well, maybe it'll come back around someday. Who knows? <laughs> I, I have no idea. Um, but but there was there was this sense of like like I think I think the mother is what really broke the mold. Like yeah. the mother is what really yeah. put us on so many people's radar. Yeah, and yeah. and it was incredible to me that like that was. That was the thing. It wasn't that, like, oh, you just did the best production of King Lear I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Right. And maybe someday we will. We've actually been talking about doing various productions of Shakespeare and, like, what mm-hmm. that could, Who knows? Yeah. It's sort of a secret. Yeah. Probably shouldn't print that one. Okay. Um, Don't worry. That's off the record. It's off the record. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. But I do love cool interpretations of Shakespeare. Right? Just and, and, that out and that would be great. I would love it if we did oh that. Oh my god. But, yeah. but that wasn't the thing that put us on the map. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, wow, congratulations, you just reinvented something that everyone's seen 300 times and you right. hired the best actors. So right. good for you. We really did something new and different. And mm-hmm. it's, it's incredible to yeah. read these reviews by people who go to Chicago Shakes and go to the yeah. government right. and go to all these really, really incredible theaters that are just right. very different from us right. and yeah. not overtly political in the way that we are overtly right. political. Sure. And seeing everybody get excited about this. Yeah, like, I mean, this is like, Rex. This is yeah. like the. <laughs> yeah. In some ways, like the. This the, is our the, fucking dude. <laughs> yeah, the high bar, the gold standard of if political theater. Yeah. <laughs> if only he weren't a misogynist. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's a different, different story. The, yeah, there's that's no a doubt that the man, man, not even necessarily. He also predicated on Stalinism and everything else, too. But, you know, there's all sorts of. But it's like, you know, this guy is like, you think political theater, radical political theater. It's his revolutionary theater. That is is Brecht, and that's really how Oracle planted their flags, so to speak. I mean, that really is amazing. That's a great, 
Yeah. I like that one. Yeah, I guess I didn't think of the imagery, but <laughs> no, it was, it's yeah. really, yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what we did. <laughs> well done. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that Sorry was... Sorry to interrupt. No, that no, like, that's, that was pretty much what I had to say. Like, that was... There was just something really... And that really, going back to an earlier question that we were talking about, I don't remember which one of you asked it, was um, the idea that, like... It was it was you. You were saying like, why is this relevant now? Why is this why now? now? And right. I think I think it's important now because people are excited about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. It, in a world where you do a production of the mother, where you're at at, at eye level with people's feet, and and the and the like the reviews that come out. Like there yeah. was one review that I I can link you to if you want, where somebody basically said pretty much what you said, but it was about a specific show that was happening at the same time, mm-hmm. and and it was the most insulting review I've ever read. They basically wrote, like, there are two great shows going on right now. This is one of them. It's kind of good. This is the mother, and it's free. (laughs) Go see it now. Why are you still reading this review? (laughs) Um, And it was just like, people are writing about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, correct now. Like, who could have... I mean, so for folks on the left, like, we were always talking about Brecht. We're always talking about socially conscious theater Mm -hmm. that's looking to unabashedly, like, present you with the naked facts of the world that beats you down Mm -hmm. and say, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now he has currency beyond just our ranks. Right. Just the the self-identified... Left people right. organized. Right. You know? mm-hmm. This is theater that can move people, and it and it doesn't talk down to people, and it doesn't force feed them with you know this is this is the answer, this is what's happening. You know, it's it's didactic in a way that allows you to come to the conclusion um, that that you that you as as somebody who is an individual but a part of a community viewing yeah. right can can arrive at the the. The end that you need to arrive at, and I mean, I think of like, um, so not just the mother, but I think of of, of um, uh, I think of the jungle, yeah. but I, I think of other Brecht. Um, not oh. that the Oracle's done this yet, but I, th- I think of um, uh, Mother Courage and yeah, her children. Mother yeah. Courage, uh, you know, Caucasian shock circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Like a woman of such, like all of them. Mm-hmm. I think about these plays. And God, I hope the Oracle does a lot of them. And I think of, I think about these plays, right? And I think about the way in which, um, for example, Mother Courage and her children. Um, you know, Brett doesn't say he doesn't say, and he doesn't have his character say, "You should be anti-war." You know, but the you play should be, says that. But yeah. the play says that. But the play says that to people who arrive at that conclusion, which is the conclusion that all of us on the left want you to come yeah, to, right. sure. and sure. that you can come to because you see the naked brutality and violence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Brett shows you like this is somebody who will sell off. You know, her children. Her children. Yeah, right. Sure. And um, and that's what war. That's what war profiteering. That's what mongers. You know, do. Yeah. Um, and, and Brecht does this in a way that um, engages the audience, that involves the audience. And the Oracle does that too, um, with its staging, um, with the pieces that it chooses, um, with the way in which it's community-driven. Like, I see at every single level, every fiber that is the Oracle, it is community-driven. It yeah. is really, truly mm-hmm. grassroots theater. Um, so we, we talked about why Brecht, why Brecht now, um, and I'm wondering if um, we want to kind of talk about, you know, 
how theater after Occupy looks, mm. how yeah. the role of theater of the oppressed plays mm -hmm. plays into this, how like direct action political theater, yeah. Yeah. how does yeah. this, um, how can this support the Oracle, how can the Oracle support this, um, is this something that the Oracle is? Because I think that's debatable, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's an open question. I've gotten drunk with many a company member, you know? And I will say I've had many an argument with many a company member um, about politics. And I, and I love them all. I love all of them. Um, but I will say that there is, there is difference, but there's also sameness. And yeah. um, I think that that's something we could explore in this interview as well. Yeah, sure. Um, like, what... What are the stakes right now, you know, politically, um, for, for art, for theater? Um, and, and is Oracle, you know, the, the, the theatrical tribune, mm -hmm. you know? Or um, can Oracle support things like that, yeah. right? And can, can things like that support um, public, you know, works yeah. like the Oracle? Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's interesting to me. I mean, because it's like... The, I think one of the things about Occupy that... You know, for those of us, this is the first like, for, for for those of us, for whom this is the first like mass movement that we were really part of. There was something that I think a lot of people noticed that that Occupy was incredibly theatrical. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's 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 the, the theories of like uh, Mikhail Bakhtin, the carnival, the the, the carnivalesque. You go out. <laughs> um. But like. So any, I, I guess that's to frame the question of like, what do you think? I mean, do you, I'm understanding that you are speaking as an individual and many other people will be. Right. In, in understanding that you're not speaking for Oracle Theater. But do you, what do you think? Do you think that there is, what do you think the stakes are after Occupy and everything? And the role of theater is after Occupy and does Oracle have a role within that role? I mean, Well, here's, so you remember... This is this is a blip in the in the history of the of the Occupy movement, which itself, honestly, I have a lot of respect for the Occupy movement, but sure. it is itself a blip in socialism and anarchism oh, of course. and all of like of course, right. Yeah. So a blip it's just, within we, a blip. We were also hungry right? for that, yeah, so we right? rushed to it. Right? Like, yeah. um, did you see Occupy My Heart when that happened? No, I didn't. Actually. It was. No. Well, that was that was my only involvement with the Occupy movement. I directed it. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it was. And that really brought home to me, and again, like like I said, that was my only involvement with the Occupy movement. I wasn't on the corner, I, I wasn't at the parties, like that, I was not one of the, one of those people, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm not of that movement. I was, I was part of it for a couple of months, mm -hmm. for a hot minute. Um, and I think the thing about, I really like the way that you said it was inherently theatrical, mm -hmm. because I, I really agree with that, yeah. and I think that's really well stated. Um, and I think that, <laughs> I would, I would honestly, enlarge, enlarge, expand, expand it from there. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, elaborate, elaborate. Thank you. Elaborate on that, um, and say it's not so much that the Occupy movement is inherently theatrical; it's that our generation is right. inherently narcissistic. Not in a bad way. Okay, okay. Productive okay, interesting, narcissism. Interesting. Okay. okay, I could, I could talk about this for days. Okay. Um, okay. Interesting. This, like, like, think about the selfie. Right? right. Think sure. about Facebook. 
and the internet and all of these people walking around, people who are finally old enough to like have jobs and relationships and lives and kids who are the exact same age as the internet. The word internet, fun fact, was first used in the word 1989. Sure, right, yeah, right. So there are people who are the same age as the internet who are actually living adult lives for the first time this decade. It's terrifying. And amazing and shocking and horrific and all of the things. And I think there's there's a publicity to the world right now that that hasn't existed before. There's an element of being in the public eye when you're like, it's Friday night, home with my cats watching Friends. That's a public event. Yeah. Right, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was never a public event before. Right, right. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think, yes, Occupy is inherently theatrical, but I think an Occupy was made theatrical by that narcissism, not the other way around. Right. Interesting. Uh, and Interesting. it's like, I'm not using that word in a negative way. Like, it's this obsession with identity and this obsession with self-creation, which mm-hmm. hopefully someday becomes obsession with the fact that we can create our own society and doesn't just become everybody in their own private pod. Mm-hmm. At the moment, I think it's the latter. Hopefully, eventually, it will become the former. Sure. But sure. That's, this is just me proselytizing, not on behalf of Oracle. I love to talk about it. <laughs> that's, that's fine. That's another reason why we invited no, you here. Because course, you made up a multiple minds. So there's so there's that, um, and I think there was there was more that I wanted to say about what you were saying. Um, there's like this this is the time for it. Like this is, and I think to answer the question you were asking earlier about whether Oracle can support theater of the oppressed and can support other kinds of political theater. I mean, I actually was part of a group that started because of Occupy My Heart mm-hmm. that was mainly run by Teresa Berrimendi. Uh-huh. But, oh, the um, Theater of the, the Oppressed group, yeah. group right? Yeah, sure, I was, yeah, I was yeah, part yeah. of that for a yeah, long time sure. and then stepped away from it because I decided that Theater of the Oppressed mainly involves being a performer and I'm not interested in being a performer, mm-hmm. but that's a different conversation that is really not relevant. Um, <laughs> and I think the thing about... I feel like the thing about Oracle that is so special that you were talking about earlier mm-hmm. is that we are really good at framing those questions. Yeah. Um, the thing that I think, and this is me sort of putting on my I work for Oracle hat for a minute, um, and saying like, and and like I was I was talking to the, like our new director of development the other day mm-hmm. and uh, about directions that outreach could go and thinking about like for me for me personally again strictly off the record mm-hmm. I really want to like perform at the Chicago Freedom School mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. perform at a We Charge Genocide Dinner. And right. I sure. want to do all of that. Yeah. I don't know that Oracle can. Okay. Right. Um, sure. I don't know that Oracle... Because Oracle walks this really interesting line that I don't see anybody else walking of being here in this room mm-hmm. with these people mm-hmm. on the left yeah. supporting this magazine. Support, right. Like, mm-hmm. being really interested and excited about all of this work that we are doing, mm-hmm. Right. And I'm with Oracle on that front. Oracle is also a lot of people who came to it from a theatrical perspective. Oracle was not always a public access theater. It was not always, like, it started out as just another theater company Mm -hmm. that was, did really good work and was really cool and was just another theater company doing good work. Cool. And then they, I don't, like, honestly, I wish I knew the history of how they decided to turn to public access theater. I think this is year four or five of that. Okay. And 
And it wasn't until that moment when it switched, when it stopped being just another theater company that tries to make money off of selling tickets and fails. Because a lot of them do. Right? And a lot of them succeed. But like even, I don't know, even even really successful theater companies, and this is more backdoor information, in my experience of working in theater, even really successful theater companies don't really make money off of ticket sales. Right. Like you, sure, like literally you bring money in, but that's not your revenue. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think... It was the moment that Oracle changed from being just another theater company that did great work into being a public access organization sure. that that it really took off and that it really mm-hmm. became special. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's still this legacy of like the people who run it are brilliant, wonderful artists who started as artists yeah. mm-hmm. and didn't necessarily start from a radical perspective. Yeah. Um, which is like there is a place for that. Oracle is the place for that. Sure. Um, but I think at the moment, the way I see the company going and the way I see leadership taking us is it's going to continue much as I wish it were different. And I, I don't know, some days I do, some days I don't. But um, it's, it's going to continue being the place where the, where the questions get asked, but not being the place where people go to protest. Right. You know? Right. That's that's sort of what I see happening. But again, like theater of the oppressed, in particular, is a way to ask questions. Right. You know, and Absolutely. there's there's a way to do theater of the oppressed. Like let's do theater of the oppressed about the school closings. Yeah. Let's do theater of the oppressed about um, the housing crisis. Like right. let's do theater of the oppressed on these particular issues. Sure. You can also just do theater of the oppressed and mm-hmm. learn how to ask big questions. Yeah. Um, and I think. At the moment, at least, I think that's sort of where Oracle is at, rather than towing any party line, even mm-hmm. if it's a socialist party line. Right. Right? Sure. Yeah. Um, so that's that's sort of what I see happening at the moment. Cool. cool. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I saw something similar, and I felt something similar, um, much as I wish it were different. Right? Right. Um, Nine o'clock, sorry. Oh, okay, yep. Yeah. Um, so, and, and we're wind, wind, yeah. winding down um, with, with this particular bit, too. Um, I, I just have so much. I want to talk <laughs> a little bit about, um, so from an artistic um, perspective, because I think that these art spaces are incredibly valuable, whether they're um, expressly propagandistic or not. Um, because I, as a goer, um, can, uh, as a viewer, like, I'm going to the mother to feel like I get my shot in the arm, like my right. communist yeah. shot in the arm, you know, because I'm going there with my ideals and my, and, and what I'm bringing to it, right? So I'm going there to feel like re-energized and validated and affirmed. Um, you know, somebody else, if I were to bring my, you know, right wing, like, you know, father and stepmother because they enjoy theater and different ideas, you know, um, kind of, I mean, they do, but they don't. <laughs> Um, and they sat through it, they, they would go like, what an interesting piece of theater. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are we going to the steakhouse now? You know what I mean? Like, it, and it would, and it would just wash right over them. Like, and it just and any it other, both. yeah, and it does, it does both. And I think that that's something, um, I think that's, that's something very important. Um, I think that that's something that we should defend, like mm-hmm. those spaces existing, these artistic spaces. Um, Where you can experience it exactly. art, as art. Yeah, as sure. art. Um, I think that that is incredibly relevant and incredibly important. I also think um, that the left has to get better at um, like its proper propaganda c- campaigns because mm-hmm. we can't just rely on you know, yeah. community-driven um, exactly organizations that like walk the line um, you know very carefully um, because they have to because of the conditions that they operate under 
Um, which is why I think Red Wedge is so important. Um, yeah. This is why we have our own ways of talking about this stuff because we really can't rely on anybody to do this for us. We have to do it for ourselves. Um, so on, on that kind of on that kind of bent, um, you know, we know that radicals are an oracle. We know that yeah. um, a couple revolutionaries in there. They're in the room. They're among us. <laughs> There's a specter. Um, so I think um, so. We know this. You know, we know this. Um, just like they're everywhere. You know, just like we're everywhere. Um, we're in the art institute. You know, we're walking your dogs. Like you know, um, we're the Bolsheviks in the bathroom. You know what I mean? Like we're those scary people that your mom warned you about. And um, and that's right now. That's that's good enough for me with the Oracle. Um, you know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's that's good enough for me because okay. I think that this moment. Um, this is what people need. They need to ask the questions, they need to have the questions posed to them, um, and they need to think very hard about what the fuck is happening around us. Yeah. And how these lessons, whether they be written 70, 80 years ago, how they are still ringing true now in this moment. Yeah. Why does that feel so real? Why does the jungle feel so real still mm -hmm. in Chicago? Yeah. You know? Why, when we see, um, what is uh, Jurgis? You know, when the, when the cattle break free and they start stampeding and we see him brutally, like, massacre an invisible steer, why does that make us cry and shake? Yeah. You know, because it made me cry and shake. And I haven't worked with bovine since I was on the farm and I was, like, 13. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And we certainly didn't butcher them. Um, so why do these pieces affect us so? Damn. Why are they still relevant? Why are the topics? Because we've talked a lot about like starting the social discourse and things like that. I think that to end um, this this conversation, you know, so we can go in and vibe and, and get wasted. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. Yay. <laughs> um, right. The angry anarchists frothing at the mouth for their beer. So reported the Chicago Tribune in 1886. You know. You're right. Yeah. Um, oh God. Yeah. We're still the same, aren't we? Um, yep. So. Why? Yes, yes, we are. Why are these stories of working people, of poor people, of women, of queers, of folks of color, um, of the disabled, like why are our stories important to champion? Um, and why are they weighing on people in such a way? Um, why are they important right now? Oh man, that's a big one. That's a oof. That's how a do big I? Yeah. I have. Big I want to. I want to start. I have. I have so many. I'm going to write you a book to okay. answer that yeah. question. So many cool. answers to that question. Okay. One of them. This is the. So first of all, the cynical answer. I'm just going to give you a whole long list. The cynical answer. I'm sure is, the doorbell rang. Oh sure sure sure. Because we haven't actually come very far right in the past couple hundred years. I think that's right. So there's that. Um, the other answer, and I'm going to take off my Oracle hat for a minute, although I think it's very relevant. I would say this in mm -hmm. representation of Oracle, but it didn't happen to me as somebody who works for Oracle. I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. I was at a um, this amazing um, talk and discussion hosted by somebody from Critical Resistance. Okay. And it was in association with Black and Pink, okay. who are amazing, and yeah. you should interview them, no, too. No, I, I love them. They're yeah. wonderful. I write I write um, to somebody, actually. So. Too. I actually recently went and visited my pen pal in fucking Stateville, and it is... 
I hug, we've been writing to each other and visiting each other, or I've been visiting him you for got the past to hug? two years. He's finally out of SEG. Oh I hugged God. him for the first time in two years of friendship. It was, oh my gosh. I couldn't stop crying for days. It was amazing. Um, his name is Patrice Daniels, and he should write articles for you. He's yes, incredible. Yes, I would love that. Um, we should be in touch. That. Yes, you should. Mm-hmm. We should. Yes. Um, <laughs> but so I was at this, this discussion hosted by Black and Pink, um, like a year ago, year and a half ago, with somebody from Critical Resistance, and it was amazing. And the person from Critical Resistance had some really incredible things to say. And we talked about a lot of things. And certainly the story I'm about to tell doesn't tell the whole story of this event. Sure. But it was right after, I'm not going to remember the name of the town, but there were folks who organized a walk to a town to stop, like, an immigration holding facility from being built. Do you remember that? Yes, yes, I do. Um, I so do. it was right after that happened. And some of the key organizers of that walk were in the room at this discussion. That's amazing. And um, one of them, this amazing woman, stood up and said something about, okay, so we're talking about prisons, and we're talking about the PIC, and we're talking about imagining a better world, and we're talking about creating community that doesn't, that is accountable to ourselves, right, instead of being policing, and instead of having this need for this violent, horrible system. And, and how do we... And she, and she mentioned that there's this jargon of the ways that, the ways that activists talk to each other. Sure. Like, I could, I oh, could yeah. be talking to you, and I could, yeah. like, I'm trying, I'm trying. We just said the PIC. Like, right? Talking about the PIC. Yeah. Like, if I come up to you and I'm talking about, like, hey, so I had this horrible experience the other day with some douchebag who was telling me that PIV is the only kind of sex. Like, you probably know what that yeah, means. Exactly. And many people reading this probably don't. Yeah. Like, there is a jargon yeah. in the world. That's right. And, um, and she said, like, how do we, how do we, breach that? How do we bridge that? How do we get past the fact that we in this room, in this bookstore, in this discussion, are speaking in a secret language, and you can't really organize within it. Like, how do you, how yeah. do you deal with that? And, and people start raising hands and standing up and like, oh, when I was talking to my dad about the PIC, I was, it was really effective when I like showed him these pictures of stuff. And somebody else saying, I find that using bilingual information is really good. And somebody else saying like, oh, I telling people personal stories, like my relationship with my pen pal really got the point across when I was talking to my less radical friends. And like, and, and there's like this 20 minute like popcorn, like brainstorm of how you could blah, blah, blah. And, and after about 20 minutes, this, this key organizer from the walk stands up again and says, all right, so now we have a great list of how you can educate people. Yeah. I was asking how we can learn from them. And I just like, like that was one of these incredible yeah. moments in my life where yeah. I just sat back and was like, oh my God, yeah. I understand now. <laughs> you just explained the world to me. Um, and I think there's this thing even within radical communities, especially within radical communities, I think within any community, like within a community of businessmen, within a community of queers, within a community of straight dudes, like yeah. whatever you want, um, there's this idea that we are different and special. Yeah. And that's true. But if our being different and special means we can't talk to anybody outside of our different right. and special bubble, you're never going to get anywhere. That's right. And I think that's, like, I'm... I, I'm all about queer separatism. Yeah. I am a big proponent of that. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, it's a Band-Aid. Yeah. And I think Oracle is one of the few places where we're not putting a Band-Aid on it. We're not saying, let's, let's get everybody together. Like, even, honestly, even, even things like... I don't know. 
know, like support groups, and you, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, where people, of course. Where people get together and say, we, we have this thing, let's support each other as we walk through the world with this special private thing. Oracle makes it not private. That's right. And Oracle makes it special and beautiful even to your right, right wing father yeah. and yeah. yeah, right? That's right. Um, so, that's, so that's why we do what we do, I think. I think that's a brilliant fucking response to that. Um, I, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and I, I can't stress how important that project is. Um, and how, like, you should feel so much love and solidarity, like, for all the things that you do, um, because it's so important. Um, and it's... And, and, and that being said, it's still not enough. Yep, I agree. I and, could and, not agree more. And it's more. still not enough. Um, it's not happening everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it should be. I think it will. I think it will. I think you're right. I'm not. I'm not. Not that cynical anymore. <laughs> I've seen the Oracle. There, there's, hope, there's hope out there. Um, you know, we'll pick up the flag. We'll carry the flag. You know what I mean? Chicago. You know, like we'll fig we'll figure it out. Um, but it has to spread. It has to grow. That's the plan. And I'm glad to hear that's the plan because so often. So many people get very comfortable with their yeah. outcropping, their ensconce, their niche. Yeah. And we have to make this everybody. Um, and just one of the reasons why we wanted to talk um, and we wanted to bring this stuff to everybody because questions that seem so, you know, I don't know, dusty, like, why Brecht now? actually aren't that dusty and questions of public access theater when people work three jobs and who can watch the kids and you know ability infringes on um you know their access like oracle is responding to these things mm -hmm. and that's incredible um so thank you thank you yeah thank you for all that you do and for this magazine and for <laughs> bringing us in to talk today, bringing Absolutely. me in to talk, mm -hmm. or however you want to phrase yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm really, really excited about everything that you're doing and the fact that we're, like, look, a bridge. Yeah. We now have yeah, a bridge. we have a bridge. <laughs> we have a bridge. <laughs> and that's really incredible, so thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get drunk. Yes. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's get drunk. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Cool. Right, can, we, can we do that every Saturday? Yeah.